0: Hi, uh, welcome to Movie Butts. I'm Arnie Joe. I am Dane. This is, you know, the podcast where we do a bunch of math to determine the best and worst of a certain topic. Those topics include, you know, actors, uh, directors, uh, studios, franchises. Uh, If we come up with a new one, we'll we'll do it. Uh, Basically, what we do is we uh, punch a bunch of math into our spreadsheet, the little olive oil math machine. Uh, that math includes Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, um, Metacritic, the box office, the budget. Basically, if you average it all out, it, uh, it shows that there's a best and a worst of the topic. What was our topic and what movie did we watch, uh, uh today, Dane?
1: The Australian director, Alex Preyes, I think that's how you pronounce it. And we watched his, uh, I think it's his second film, The Crow.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, The Crow, uh, financially was... A moderate hit. It, it's also got a cult status. Uh, critically, it is universally the most liked. There are some that have certain bit uh, elements and things that are more appreciated. It was almost quite close between this and a film called Dark City, which is a another cult hit that I haven't seen, but I've heard really good things about. But um, in terms of box office performance, this was actually successful. Uh, Dark City wasn't. So that really was the deciding factor in this. Um, yeah, you should, uh, what's a, you should hit us with a plot description for the crow.
1: Okay, so the crow is about <clears throat> a dude who is brought back to life by the crow. And the crow is meant to be this uh, thing. It's like an old, whatever you call it. The crow carries the spirits. tail? Yeah, carries the spirits from the land of the living to the land of the dead. But if someone dies in a particularly fucked way, then the crow brings that soul back to, as they say, put the wrong things right. It basically means get revenge. And this dude, Eric Draven, you know, got, got his shit all fucked up by these guys. And then the crow's like, a year later, brings him back. And now he's gonna go out and kill these guys that killed him and his misso.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um I don't really know what to add to this. It's kind of got a very Gotham City, gothic punky vibe to it. Grunge, maybe. Um, yeah, everything's yeah. draped in darkness, he's wearing and you know, intense makeup. It's it's a pretty rock and you know, roll actually- movie.
1: Yeah, you know they actually wanted to film the movie in black and white, but they couldn't do that for obvious reasons. Actually, as Brendan Lee put it for um shitty industry realities. And um so what they did instead was they um they just sucked all the the color out of it. Um I forget how how they did it, but using particular lenses and particular filters um they shot it in color, but tried to make the world look black and white, which is why it has this really grim look. And it was like, the set design was always um, very specific with like, no blues, greens, reds, trying to, so instead of shooting in black and white, they designed the set and costumes to be black and white and tried to suck all the color out of it through the camera.
0: Which, which I think, is super creative. Yeah, it's a mixture of design and also in nineteen ninety four we were still in the heyday of film photography, and um, certain different um, film stocks would uh, allow that kind of uh, that kind of gritty monochromatic look. Um, what do you? What did you think of the crow this time?
1: Yeah, this is uh, this is one of my favorite movies. This, sorry. I was mean, just fucking with the place. There's a lot of
0: noise going on out the back.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. No. This is one of my favorite movies. Uh. Ever. Like I remember watching this as a kid, and just fucking falling in love with it and watching it over and over again. Well, actually, um, I had a a costume party to go to when I was eight years old. Like a, you know, like a kid's birthday and everyone dresses or something. And I desperately wanted to go as the crow but my mum wouldn't let me because it was just, like, too fucked to send, like, an eight-year-old to a party dressed as the crow. Really? But Yeah.
0: But so I was. A- I thought you were going to say someone else at the party went as the prolific WCW wrestler, Sting, and uh, you couldn't go as the crow because, you know, they look exactly the same. <laughs> no, I wish she had have let me because that would have been a funnier story
1: worth telling. But, like, just imagining... Like all these kids there who are dressed as like Power Rangers or Buzz Lightyear or whatever, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm dressed as the Crow. Um, Yeah, no, this is uh, this is one of my favorite movies, so I'm a bit cautious about being being biased, but I think that it is well made. Like, like it hits it hits the mark in in almost like every department, especially interesting. Yeah, especially um, the the score. I really like the score. Uh, I love the stylized look of it, and I think um, I think maybe the acting isn't exactly on point. Like they're not the fucking greatest actors, the whole cast, but they have like every actor is is kind of unique and suits their character. So I mean, he's got actors that have um how do you put it they're like really eccentric people he's you know there's a
0: lot of character actors in this film yeah yeah exactly they're not they're not conventional sort of actors they're people that you see in kind of very specific kind of roles but he, he utilizes that and makes it really work yeah
1: no totally and i like the fucking i like the design of it i like the look of it and, uh, I think Brendan Lee's fucking sick. Like, right. you know, not saying he's as good as Brendan Lee. I mean, uh, not saying he's as good as Bruce Lee, but he has a very, I think he has a, a very cool intensity that really works for this role because the right. character doesn't, the character doesn't talk much, but Brendan Lee just standing there looks cool and intense.
0: Interesting. So, like, uh, you know, uh, a couple of your other favorite films that I can recall are No Country for Old Men and, and There Will Be Blood. This mm. film comes from a completely different ilk to those two. What personally attracts you to this one? Uh,
1: well, I think it's um, I think it's kind of different. I like, uh, you know, there aren't many movies like this. I mean, with this exact style going on, I think there's a lot of films that that try. But what I think makes this work is that you can clearly tell everyone involved really gave a shit and they were really trying to make this work. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, like, I got the... Because I got the Blu-ray. So you watch the interviews with the people behind the scenes. And they all are really excited... For their parts in the film. The actors, the people working on set, the director, the if the guy who fucking wrote the original comic was really excited for what they were doing with the movie. Hmm. So it was like a passion project for, for everyone. Which is why I think that you can just see uh that you know, that it's like that it's like a mark of quality. Because there's so many things that shouldn't work. Like I like this movie should suck because it's so sounds ridiculous and, and lame but i think they know exactly what it is and they lean into it and that's that's why it works
0: everyone's trying their ass off interesting so like i've heard conflicting reports to what you're saying i've I, i've read that everyone on set was fucked on drugs and it was a bit of a shit show to get this made because of the lack of commitment that a lot of people were having because it was a movie. That's what I've that's what I've read about this film that Brendan Lee specifically was mad at people because they were just off their face on drugs all the time. Oh, okay. No, you you can have both. You know, kind of, yeah. Um I also heard that the the original writer of the comic, I think his name's James something, um uh was not originally excited at the the idea of Brendan Lee playing the role until he met him. And uh, apparently, Brendan Lee was really committed and really uh, enthusiastic about bringing the comic to life. You know, like, uh, you could say for a lot of actors, it's probably not their intention. They're probably just trying to do their best to look good or to make their own stock in certain instances better. But no, apparently, Brendan Lee was actually quite committed to making this as best as possible. So from, like, everywhere I read, it sounds like he's the reason this is good
1: yeah
0: um yeah i think so alex
1: proyas is 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 clearly i mean if you you haven't seen dark city i know but if you watch dark city then what is going
0: uh, on behind you by the way i'm just curious
1: oh my dog's walking around okay (laughs) because emma's in the bathroom so he just walks around in circles (laughs) when she's not there (laughs) um so yeah i haven't seen
0: dark city go on
1: Uh, But you can, you can tell that it's the same director. Yeah. Um, And that's, that's, that's really good. I I highly recommend Dark City, but. um, Is it better than The Crow? Uh, I don't think so, but like, maybe. I think it's probably a, a better put together film, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. crow is a bit rough around the edges, but I think that that go I think that, that works for it because like you said it is a bit grungy. It's kind of like, you know, listening to a proper grunge album. The audio should be a little bit fucked. You know mm. what I mean? And that's I that's kind of like mean. it's kind of like like this film where it's it's a bit rough around the edges, but that that
0: works with the the character of it. So for me, this film is the complete and utter opposite of Game of Death. Hear me out. So Game of Death, there was a film being made and after the actor died, it was designed to exploit uh, Bruce Lee. That was the whole point of that film. I, I don't think me and you can argue that, right?
1: No, no, I think we, I think we agreed.
0: Yeah, that, that movie was just disgusting exploitation. Now, this film was going to be a made-for-television film. This film, like, didn't have that big of a budget. Uh, only after Brendan Lee died did Dimension get involved, which were a sub-company of uh, Miramax, pump, I think, an extra $10 million into the production to help finish it. Now, from what I've read, the film this was going to be and from, the, from certain little sections in this film that were shot and are in the original format that they were going to be in, I have a feeling this movie could have easily sucked if Brendan <laughs> Lee died. I know it sounds if he, controversial. If
1: he, if he didn't die?
0: No, If yeah, sorry. If he didn't die, this film could easily have sucked. Right. Um, like, the thing that I really thought was fucking bold about this movie was its opening. And that really hooked me. The fact that it opens with um, a very small message about, the, you know, the voiceover. Sometimes the, the crow takes you to the afterlife mm, and sometimes it brings you back. Very simple thing to say, right? And, mm. and that kind of gives you everything you need to know for this film at that point. You know that, you kind of have an idea what's going to happen, right? And mm. then we, we, we come to the end of something so catastrophically fucked up. Right? We don't see it happen. we just see the aftermath and it's and it's it's horrendous and then mm. he comes back and you know we're getting flashes of what happened and and it's kind of cool and, the, and it kind of feels really like pulled back and I'm like, wow, they're showing they're not telling you know what I mean They're kind of really setting us up for this emotional journey that we could go on. And after watching it a little while, and reading, it, reading about it a bit more, I realised that that was done out of necessity because he died. And the scenes mm. that he didn't shoot were his murder scene. Now, I think if we saw, oh no, and ah, and him getting bashed up by a gang mm. um, in the style that the rest of the film was in, it would have been really tacky.
1: Yeah, so, I don't think the whole film would have so Because it's this... You know, they had three days left of shooting. When eight he days. Eight days. Yeah. So the whole, the whole shit was was mostly made, and it's not like uh, that changes the quality of the rest of it. Well, but that I do eight agree days affected
0: the first twenty or so 20, 25 minutes of the film.
1: Yeah, but all supposed of him
0: being introduced to... is shot afterwards, and and, yeah, and, no, and in a very special way.
1: But it's not like uh, the rest of it is bad.
0: No, well, like uh, the, uh, to me like I really like this film. I I really enjoyed it. Um but like when it get the, the final act you I really see the limitations of Brendan Lee as an actor and it gets a bit TV movie for me. Oh yeah, like,
1: he's he's limited because like that's when, when, when he that's gets, when he starts talking a lot.
0: Yeah, when the bird gets shot and he's human mm. from that point on the movie starts to feel like a teller movie, like, mm-hmm. and that's all the stuff that was filmed. That's all the stuff that was in, like the way it was envisioned to be, and I'm just like, oh man, like, I think, in a really fucked up way, this film benefited, you know, from from yeah, Brandon but they Lee's still death.
1: had they, <laughs> but they still have uh scenes like, um, you know, the T-bird death sequence. Yeah, where he's like, like that. That's probably my favorite part of the movie
0: is that the car bit yeah yeah blows up the car yeah um like
1: everything everything about that i'm like this this is so fucking well put together yeah whole shit plays out like a song like it just has this this rhythm to it and the dialogue yeah fucking good shit i've, I've also read that
0: they changed the tone after brendan lee died they actually changed the tone a bit so I think it kind of... Again, I think a lot of this that we like about it is is a direct result of them kind of injecting it $10 million into the film. Yeah, there know? was
1: supposed to be a character in, in the film called Skull Cowboy who's in the comics. Oh, God. Yeah, and I think... I don't know when they took him out, whether that was a decision they made before or after... Uh, his death. But I think that that character was meant to be providing the exposition instead of that. Federation. would have sucked. Yeah. It totally doesn't, totally
0: doesn't fit at it, all. Like, I think what I, what I read was that they, they embellished his performance a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, like they, they, they put everything they possibly can in to kind of make it a bit of a star vehicle. Mm-hmm. and, Like, again, at some points later on when he's in high-key lighting and you see him and you hear him, it's kind of a bit shit. But when he is ominous and when he is kind of being a bit of a Batman, Mm. he's really good at it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think he's about as good an actor as Bruce Lee. Yeah. But Bruce Lee wasn't... Because Brendan Lee was trying to be a dramatic actor. He didn't want to do action films. The only reason he did action films early on... Because he thought it would help him to break into more. Well, that's probably things. where
0: people would be hiring him because his da- dad's one of the greatest kung fu people on the planet. You know. Yeah,
1: exactly. But he's not an action star. Um, but he's he's not a very good actor. But he has the the same intensity as Bruce Lee. That it's like yeah. when when the con is just standing there and the you know the looks he gives. He's really fucking good at that shit.
0: This and, was a star-making small, performance, you know? Yeah, small little bits of dialogue.
1: Like when he's, you know, they have that scene where he, he he comes into the room full of all the bad guys and then kills them all. And then he's got skank. And then he's just like, gives him that fucking glare through his makeup and through the strobe lights. And he's like, guess it's not a good day to be a bad guy. And it's like, that shit is really fucking good and it would be hard to do unless you have a specific talent that he did but then yeah and then at the end when it's like time for him to start dropping monologues and shit you're like oh okay this isn't
0: no he's not there yet yeah he was too young or just too early in his career i think he'd only done like two or three other films before this you know this is really early in his career well Mm. at all it's the end of his career but you know you know you know you know what i mean um i really would like to know what was shot after and what was shot before in terms of its design because this film if this film was less i don't want to say tacky if this film was less stylized it could mm. be very shit but they kind of but but the but the kind of Grittiness and the gr- kind of like indie feel that it has—it feels indie, you know. It feels like mm. these motherfuckers had no money and they did what they could to make it dramatic. Even just some of the lighting choices—they did everything they can to use what they had, and it and it, and it and it's awesome. And and that's where I'm kind of like the indie sensibilities and that griminess is why I like it. Mm. But I want to know where where what is and what's what's responsible for what because they're like oh some of the special effects that i think are crap but in in fitting with the the tone are awesome but did that come after i don't know so that's why i'm kind of feeling that maybe this wouldn't have been as good if he was alive
1: uh yeah definitely not i mean like they injected an extra 10 mil into it so i
0: don't think you would have had the same soundtrack Oh god, the soundtrack is like it's not my cup of tea. Like I'm not really into the really morose grunge shit that just sounds yeah. like, like it's the, like the it was
1: cure like 9-inch nails and Oh,
0: I like I love the Cure, but this is like that era of the Cure that I'm like nah. Um mm. but it's it's got like I'm not a grunge person, you know. It's like it's the same as like emo music. It's the same kind of category it for me. It is not
1: Okay, yeah. But for but for a
0: different generation, it's that generation's your like. Okay, let's call a spade a spade. It's your generation's emo. You know what I mean? Um,
1: Incredibly insulted.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the thing. You'll you'll have people these days defend emo, and they're like, no, but it was you know it was really good for me at the time, and it's like, oh, it sucks. Um, Of course, there are things that stand out and everything, but what what it all just fits within this film in this world. I imagine warehouse parties where that shit is going off. You know what I mean? It all... it all. Most of the ingredients work here. And, like, to the point where that opening scene where you don't see him and you don't even see him in the mirror as he's putting his makeup on and it's a stunt double, I thought Mm -hmm. that was on purpose. It's so well made at that point. I thought that that was the design and I was really... And it like, it set me up for this really good time because I'm like, wow, that's fucking brave, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. That's why I'm kind of like after reading, I'm like, oh, but did they, did they, is this just Donnie Darko or like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, did you notice the, any other scenes that felt like they were filmed later Yeah, but you
1: really have to, you really have to pay attention, I think, because... It's it's like you said the opposite of Game of Death. It sh- the ship blends in seamlessly, yeah. and where they are hiding his face, you think, oh, are they doing that because he's not there and this was filmed after he's dead? But it doesn't matter because it works. Like it makes sense that he would be shrouded in darkness, especially especially at the beginning, and given the the tone of the film. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. You think you think about it a bit if you know the story, but I think how it blends together, it's it's easy to just not think about because it it works.
0: Definitely. Um, the other the, the one bit that I really noticed was uh, when the girl comes looking for him in the apartment, mm-hmm. um, and he's in the window, and it's like his face is hidden, and it's mm-hmm. there's clearly this scene that you know they were gonna have where they finally reunite, but it's like reduced to like that one you can never stop the rain, I'm here for you. And then she runs over (laughs) and they hug. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I I just said the the line wrong. It's not you can never stop the rain. It's it's gotta stop raining sometime. It's a
1: different it's a different scene. In that scene when he appears in the 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 sunlit window he just like I'm always
0: here or something, isn't it? He says
1: I I do care. That's it. Because okay. she says, you don't care. And then he's like, I do care. And then he shows up. Um, yeah. Again, like that could be, he's not there and that could be a stunt double. It was. The reason, how you do you can know? tell.
0: You can just tell. It's I like think dubbed it, in over. In fact, I
1: think you can tell, I think you can tell that that is him because the guy has the, the same fucking, uh, figure and the same, the same posing, because Brendan Lee has very specific posing, and that sh- that kind of shit was reminding me of Bruce Lee in Game of Death. Because even when things are shot from a distance, um, in that fucking travesty of a film, you can tell when it's Bruce Lee and when it's a, when it's a stunt double. Yeah. Because no one can move like Bruce
0: Lee. I'll bet. Like, a couple of beers that it wasn't. It just seemed so. It just seemed like th- This is a moment where you're you you want to see his face. This is a moment where in the film you want them to interact, but they had it so bare bones and hiding his face simply because he was dead.
1: Yeah, given how they treat the, uh, like how much you see his face, in the final, yeah, the final act of the film. That's that's probably it. And there, <laughs> and there's probably like. Uh, it was going to be a fucking 10-minute scene where they're reminiscing on old times. Oh, and and that
0: sounds awful, though. That sounds bad. We
1: get to see Brendan Lee drop a shit ton of dialogue.
0: So, like... But I guess it it says leaps and bounds about the director of this compared to Game of Death that he realises that less is more in that instance. We don't have him. He's dead. So what Mm. we'll do is we'll make it as simple and as touching as possible. So I, I guess that... Again, if I'm right, that deserves props. You know what I mean? Like not just distastefully duct-taping his face to a fucking mirror. You know, <laughs> like
1: yeah, they were yeah yeah they were um, they were really trying to make this film work, and at the same time, make sure that you don't insult this guy's memory, yeah. um, which is yeah, like you said, the complete opposite of, of game of death. So this is one of the few cases where I, I don't have a problem with them not abandoning production. You know, it's like, this. this is, this is how you do it tastefully.
0: Definitely. Um, do you, um, cause this is, you said this is one of your favorite films. Is there anything specifically that you don't care for in this film? Uh, yeah, there'd be,
1: there'd be plenty, but, but
0: it's tough. Like I,
1: the, you know, the, the third act uh, not so much the third act, but like the final, the final stretch, you know, once he, um, so once he goes into the big bad guy lair looking for skank and then he kills all those guys, tosses skank out the window, then the film starts to dip in quality for me. Yeah. Um. I don't know why, but there's it 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 don't it becomes a bit too literal. Like we start to learn the rules of the crow, and it was better when it was more mysterious. Yep,
0: you I know, agree You're just completely. picking up
1: on little things how how this crow power works, but it doesn't really matter. You just you're just watching this guy do his thing. Hmm. But then once, you know, the main bad guy starts being like, "Hmm, I think his power is in the crow. So if we kill the crow." Then he'll become human again and then we can kill him. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know what else you'd do. But it then it starts to lose some of its mystery to me. And then he goes to the church. And I don't There's think... There's a very this... simple
0: answer. There's a very simple answer to this. What? They just accidentally kill the crow. Or they get mad and shoot the crow. And then he realizes that that's what it is and then exploits it from experience because yeah, it, is, yeah, with, yeah. With, be it is outside of the realm of him being able to figure that out because that makes no sense
1: yeah well he's his mysterious chinese girlfriend figures it out i'm willing yeah. to believe
0: that you mean his sister
1: she, yeah his sister and his, and his girlfriend <laughs> um yeah and then so the final bit in the church i don't think is on the level as the rest of it but yep. i still i still quite like it and I don't think it's I don't think it's badness necessarily, but it's not as well executed. It's as not the rest. up to
0: the standard of the rest of the film.
1: Mm.
0: yeah, I, so for yeah. me, it, it's it's kind of like the Batman syndrome. It's like Batman in darkness and being mysterious, especially when he's around other characters, is very mm. important to his personification. You know what I mean? So mm. when you've got the crow walking in, well, it was nighttime but it felt brighter like there was just something about that scene that felt brighter you could just see him yeah. just standing there and, and and he's talking and yeah it's like once that mystique's gone it kind of almost becomes laughable and yeah and I didn't a- want to be feeling that way with this film particularly yeah. when you've got these scenes where he's sitting in the back seat of this car with this gun to the guy's head and, and it's all just really creepy and kind yeah, of rock he's and almost roll.
1: like He's almost like a horror villain. Yeah. Throughout the rest. But then at the end he's just kind of a super standing hero. there in the brightness. Yeah. Um it it kind of reminded me of um the final fight scene in um The Dark Knight Rises. How yeah. it's just it's lost a lot of its um grittiness and coolness because Batman's just standing around in the daylight yeah. with everyone and it kind of yeah. looks a bit stupid yeah it just doesn't um, it
0: just doesn't fit with the tone and that and that and that noir feel of the rest of the film mm. you know
1: i like the i like the ending though how he kills the bad guy because he like puts um uh, the memories of of his girlfriend going through all this awful pain yeah and he's like he's like. Thirty hours of pain. Oh, I'm gonna put it all on your head, brother! And then he, the guy just freaks out and dies. And then he, then he falls off the roof and lands on the gargoyles spitting water. And then the gargoyles spitting blood because he's impaled on it. Yeah, I like, like all. I love all that shit in the movie. By the way, can I just say, like that campiness is all throughout, and it's sick. I love how the bad guys are just straight up bad dudes, and they yeah. have fun with it. It's like. The, the, the main head of the, this criminal syndicate is a fucking freak who sits there um, snorting mountains of cocaine and fucking his sister, and, and then they rape women together and kill them and cut out their eyeballs and eat them. They're just like the most fucking evil people.
0: It's the B-movie kind of feel and aspects of this movie that make it so endearing. It's shit like that that you wouldn't like that that would not have been in this movie if it was going to be released in the cinema originally. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's awesome. Like again, this is this is a weird case of something that should have just been on a VHS at Blockbuster mm-hmm. becoming part of the Zeitgeist because of this I, guy dying. But I
1: think it I think it looks fucking great. Like. This shit looks so many, looks so much better. It looks cheap, a lot but well th- done. I don't think it looks cheap at all. I, uh, you know, kind of. I get what you mean, but in the same way, how like those early film noir movies looked cheap, like yeah. They're they're stylized and impressive. But they were. For that that's reason. the thing. Like the the, the 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 sets and like the the street sets are are draped in shadow. You know, because it's covering the cheapness and they've got the you know, the steam effects and the 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 rain. But that's a that's a good look.
0: No, no, I agree. That but that's what I'm saying. I, I'm I'm not I'm not condemning that. I'm saying that's why it works for me. Like there's a scene where these two bad guys are huddling talking at the back of a at a rave, and how do they show it's at a rave? They have the lights flashing. And mm. It, that that's so cheap, like that's so easy to do, mm. but for no at no point do we think, oh, that's that's a film. You know what I mean? Like we believe and we understand where they are, and it's just simple B movie independent techniques that you know that get it across the line. You know? Yeah, he's
1: really. Uh, I'm am guessing that Alex Price is a huge film noir fan. Because you can see from uh, his next one, Dark City, um, it sounds like I keep sounds like I'm saying Dark City. So I'm trying to elongate the arc. Uh, Dark City, um, his next one is a full on um, noir film. Yeah, and uh, you, so I think he must be a huge fan of that genre. So therefore, he understands exactly why those film techniques were employed in the first place in the early days. That it's, yeah, it's, it's there to cover up cheapness, but in that it creates this mood. So he knows exactly what he's doing and how to make a film noir, which is why, yeah, if you know what you're looking for, it does look cheap or you can tell it's cheap. I'm
0: not saying that as a bad thing though. Like I'm, I'm saying it's a good thing. Like it looks, Mm. it looks well thought out and within its means like i don't Um, mean cheap as in like tacky do you know what i mean like i mean yeah, inexpensive inexpensive and 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 you know uh, raw raw i think is probably a good way of putting it you know it doesn't look like they're shooting on huge backlots with about 50 million lights you know, it looks like they're like, okay, we have to shoot this scene. How are we going to do it with the $100,000 we've got allocated for today? Okay, we'll do it this way. It's I so mean, funny. it is an endearing thing.
1: Yeah, it's so funny um, how small this budget was and and that it was meant to be for VHS. But, you know, I guess it's just my taste. But I fucking love the cast of this movie. Mm. It's like Ernie Hudson. Come on, what do you you mean straight to TV? What are you talking about, Ernie Hudson?
0: It's 1994, Ernie Hudson. What else was he... Like, what has he done since 86?
1: Yeah, I know. I know. But it's like, look at him. He's still good. He's killing it in this.
0: Oh, God. Uh, I like... uh, One of my favourite character actors is in it. John Polito. He's in, like, all the fucking uh, Coen Brother movies. He plays the porn broker in this. I love him. Mm-hmm. He's great.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's sick. Fucking uh what's his ass Playing the main villain. He's that that guy who's also in um John Wick. A, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, that guy. Uh but the the main dude, uh, the the head of the syndicate. Yeah. He's the guy in um Is Alien that Top Resurrection. Dollar? Alien Resurrection. Yeah. <clears throat> um yeah but then also um what's his name? the guy who plays t-bird he's in um the warriors as well he's the guy who's like you know warriors come out to come out and play oh yeah so it's like that guy's got some fucking cold status i reckon that's why he's in john wick in that small role yeah because he plays they, like the yeah. cleaner dude doesn't he yeah
0: yeah um did you i i heard that um oh let's go let's go on to conspiracy territory do you think this was a inside job yeah, sure. You, Why not? Do you think, think he it was? was I think it was.
1: I think it was Harvey Weinstein.
0: <laughs> so I'm guessing you think it was just a the world's most spooky coincidence on the planet. Uh, look,
1: if I had to bet on it, I'd bet it was a plotted thing. Right. But because it is such a weird coincidence. Coincidence you read all the details of exactly how it happened and it's like oh wow this sounds extremely set up.
0: Yeah, but like you we've got to take into account in the last film that we reviewed Game of Death the main character is killed by someone putting a real bullet in a stunt gun. Like yeah. that's scary. Yeah, that's so weird. That is scary. That that's the sort of shit that would make me religious. You know what I mean, like, <laughs> you know, not not cool. Uh, so uh, I don't know how aware of the rest of this guy's um, filmography you are, but uh, do you have any insight as to why you think this might be his most popular?
1: Uh, yeah, just because this is a uh, he he made he made like uh, two good films, as far as I know. Um, what about My s- Robot? Yeah, I've seen iRobot and it's not very good. <laughs> um, it's better than it should be, but yeah. it's not. It's I remember not very liking good. it as a kid. Yeah, uh, he made Garage Days, which is kind of okay. I saw that when I was um, when it came out. One of our was... teachers worked on that. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember uh, which one. That's that's not great. And then he made Knowing. With Nicolas Cage, which definitely sucks. I haven't seen it, but it definitely sucks. And Gods of Egypt, which we'll, we'll get to. Fun little but bit I... of
0: trivia about knowing. Mm-hmm. Canned by everyone except for Roger Ebert, who gave it four out of four stars for some reason. <laughs>
1: what? Yeah. It must have been when he was uh, losing his mind.
0: Yeah, like, I just found that just a really bizarre film for him to give four out of four stars. Yeah, yeah
1: you know roger ebert never went crazy i don't know why i said that
0: yeah or he just no, lost he, his he was face. still he was still writing pretty good reviews in a wheelchair without a jaw you know yeah like, yeah
1: i so. remember that oh man i remember when that shit happened and then seeing like a picture of him
0: yeah scary
1: stuff oh like, you shouldn't be i don't know what are you doing going out like that, and scaring me. Good for him.
0: Face. Good for him. Now, like, I think it's a it's a mix. Good for of, him, bad for me. It's a mix of that. This it's based on probably an interesting property. You know what I mean? Like a comic book. This is a pre comic book era movie, comic book thing. You know? Oh yeah,
1: why this is better? Oh, yeah. I think I think probably because um, it does have some like mass appeal. You know what I mean? Mm. This is easy for for most people to to watch. I think, but. Um, Dark City is, is a little bit, a little bit weirder. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I haven't seen kind it, a, so.
1: Kind of a, oh, okay. That's does it have, weird... does it
0: have like 12 monkey vibes? Cause I've seen pictures and yeah. I get 12 monkey vibes from it.
1: Yeah. Similar vibe. Okay. I think, tw- yeah, it's kind of like 12 monkeys set in the Crow universe, I guess. Right. Okay. That makes, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I think I think I think that's pretty much it. Like, and and this has a this has a real cult following, but it's an easy it's an easy cult following to get behind, you know, because yeah. it's not, it it's not like a misunderstood film. It's just not that many people have seen it. Yeah, but if you watch it, how can you say you don't like it? Mm. It's because it's such a simple love story.
0: Yeah, with, I have not the seen revenge this revenge flick for so fucking long like most of my adult life i haven't seen this since i was a kid and i didn't realize to the extent that sting the wrestler just ripped off this character <laughs> like it's just it's just exactly the same you know yeah. uh, i feel like a bit of an idiot for not realizing that um but yeah no i think it's you know the the, the story behind the making of the film brendan lee dying the. The design elements are phenomenal and yeah it's based on a comic book i think that's kind of the that's the trifecta yeah, I think it's a, when it comes to I think making it's a, a cult movie
1: i think it's a bit uh, in ways to um into the dragon donnie dark into the dragon oh, and okay. that this has influenced a lot of other filmmakers i yeah. mean i think i think chris nolan Took a lot of inspiration from his Dark Knight Joker, from this, like that bit, Interesting. that bit where fucking uh, Brendan Lee, uh, where the Crow walks into that room full of the bad guys. Yeah, I think that he, holy shit, I think, you're right. Yeah, I think that he's in in the that scene similar in the Dark Knight that he's seen this scene. He's like, let's do it like that because that's so moody and that cool. this
0: guy's doesn't give one fuck yeah and it's just willing to do that yeah that's cool no I, I never thought about that i do also think that this movie is very much inspired by batman too like i don't think we can ignore the fact that this does have a bit of a bit of dna with tim burton's batmans in it as yeah well. yeah, yeah you can't it's, ignore that yeah right. it's very
1: similar to that in a way that um they they try to ground these um these over the top characters in this over top world and then try to implant that in 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 our reality in a in a way that it draws from real feelings and real emotions. But yeah. this is not set in our world like Tim Burton's Batman. No. This is a fucking comic book world. Yeah.
0: If someone told you this was Gotham City, you'd believe them, right? Yeah. Hmm. Before, before we get too ahead of ourselves, do you want to read those reviews I sent you? Yeah,
1: okay. So, this is a 10 out of 10 review by Yosandra79. The Only Thing. Uh, June 2005. The only thing I can say is that when I left the movie theatre, then I had no comment to give. This movie got me deep. I was 14 and now <laughs> I am 25. And still I remember it so well and I still watch it sometimes. Brendan Lee did a great job as an actor like everyone else, but the story about his death is totally insane, which made me worship the movie even more. What an irony. Um, okay. I like the movie because it's dark, but also lighted up with true emotions. There is action, horror, love, even poetry, for God's sake. (laughs) For God's sake! I have never seen so many genres in one movie. Anyway, for me, it has been one of the best movies I have ever watched. And one more comment. Lots of other movies got ideas from The Crow, meaning the setting, the action music, whatever it is, The Crow was their startup. I am not going to name them. Crow fans probably know what I am talking about. This is is like my kindergarten review, like reading in front of the class yeah my favorite quote i agree my favorite quote can't rain all the time by the way the soundtracks are awesome (laughs) the the cure's best song ever made is in it p.s the
0: no it's not yes
1: the crow two and three sucked i hated it they just ruined the conception of the first one totally
0: (laughs) what why did he add totally in the end of that this is
1: definitely a woman this is, really? yeah, yeah this, is a, this, this is a 2005 emo girl.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. It doesn't matter though. Do Gender's just, just a, you know, a thing. It just sounds really dumb. Are you there? You there? Hi, you put me on hold.
1: Oh, yeah, I didn't mean to.
0: Uh All good. <clears throat> Anyway, shall we uh, listen to the next one? Uh, sorry, do, do you mind reading the worst review? Okay,
1: so 1 out of 10 by poet Poetic Fist. <laughs> uh, That's a really good name. A possibly great movie in its time that did not age well from 2004. I feel really... I really feel terrible writing this review, especially seeing everyone else raving about how great this movie is, and also knowing about Brendan Lee's infamously tragic death on the set, but I must write on. I must. I must.
0: I must. He's compelled to make sure everyone knows his opinion. Yeah,
1: one out of ten. Unfortunately, I watched this movie for the first time ten years after it was released. I can only assume this was a costly mistake, the ruining of a legend for me. By the time it started, I knew I would be disappointed, and I was. To me, this movie was a tragic, god-awful mess. Simply too melodramatic, too pseudo-poetic. Pseudo, as in what they tried to do, did not work at all. And much too talky. Too many people explained way too many things that should have been inferred. Too many characters were stereotypes, mainly concepts represented by human bodies, and actors not doing a good job at portraying them. I know this may sound like blasphemy, but Brendan Lee, rest his soul, was not a good actor at all. Actually, quite the opposite. It looked like a terribly written movie with terrible actors, yet a big heart. That's the only good thing I could say about this movie. Wow, what an asshole! Poetic fist. Yeah.
0: He's a prick. And honestly, I think, I think he's right that the heart of this movie is really what carries it. Yeah. But... That doesn't make it a 1 out of 10, you prick.
1: Yeah, the the movie is the movie about? is like a bit of a the little engine that could, you know. It yeah. gets it gets it gets over the line and it and it's and it's impressive. But, you know, I agree with him that it's it's not a fucking masterpiece. But of course <clears throat> not. Um but it does way better than it deserves to and um, you know, it has a a lot of style to it that that has influenced other people that have, you know, honestly made better movies. But I think that's why people like it, because it,
0: it feels unique. It's see the thing is it's like it's all even the characters are stylized. Like you said, like they're just bad guys, but that that's part of its charm, mm. you know? Yeah. So this guy just—I don't know what this guy was expecting to watch a movie called *The Crow*. You know what I mean? Like, what was he? What was he thinking? It was going to be all a fucking just stereotypes. It's like, yeah, yeah, they are. What did you but want? But it's fun, and the, and the actors that they get to do it do a really good yeah, job. Yeah. Did you want the the the
1: the fucking bad guys to fit into the Godfather world? Like, yeah. Oh god. Yeah, they're stereotypes. But you know what? Even for them being stereotypes uh the actors that they have really take on the roles and treat them like real people
0: totally they they fill in the blanks in my opinion like there are bits that you know leave a bit to be desired in some points but most of the performances make up for that yeah again you watch the fucking you know they seem to be invested they want to be on this film they want to be making this movie yeah you
1: watch the cast interviews on the on the fucking blu-ray And um, they all talk about their characters with such passion. And it's like, they don't Mm. have a lot to work with. But these, yeah, like you said, these character actors take what they're given. And the amount of emotion that they manage to pull out of it is so impressive.
0: Definitely. Um, I I forgot I didn't get to mention it before, but uh, we have enough time I can mention it now. I found the editing at times to be intrusively over the top. Mm. Um, just, I just thought I, I have to say that because it was making me feel a bit sick at times. You mean the, the um, quick at,
1: cuts, quick cut sequences? Yeah,
0: with the, the flashback, specifically with the flashbacks, yeah. like at the beginning when he's like coming back from the dead and we're seeing flashes, that to me made sense because there was motivation behind mm. it. Like he's seeing these flashes. You know what I mean? He's remembering these things. He's seeing the flashes and then... Thus, the audience is seeing the flashes. Yeah. That, to me, even if it was a bit overdone, it still fit within the style of the film. Mm. So I, I got it. But then there were just points throughout where they would show flashes, and it was like it's not from his perspective because he's fine yeah. right now. He's just walking along. He's just punching someone. Mm-hmm. Whose perspective is this? Yeah, and it's <laughs> and it's the audience's perspective. It's like for us. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, but we don't need that. Just, just let us, we understand, you know, if he goes, you killed my girlfriend, my wife, mm. or even just simply, if he's going after them, we know why we don't need to see flashes of uh fun boy going, Oh, I'm going to rape. you!" You know, <laughs> like we don't need that. Do you know what I mean? So that was the most jarring thing for me. And I think I said it to you when I watched it, those flashes felt like I was watching charm. Yeah. Like it felt like page was having a vision or something (laughs) and it's like oh you know those sound effects yeah i think that that to me took me out of the film a little bit i think that
1: works like you said when he's having these these memories because they're meant to be intrusive on him like these quick painful flashes so we're feeling that and that works but it's funny that then when he's having happy memories they use the same technique
0: yeah not good yeah it doesn't feel right it just feels overdone so that that to me was my biggest issue with the film i just wanted to i just wanted them to slow it down a little bit Mm -hmm. you know what i mean just slow it the fuck down you don't need just it's just yeah it was just a bit too choppy but uh yeah i i I don't know i guess they think they needed it you know
1: yeah i mean i don't know how if 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 maybe they were going to do something different before he he died because i know that there were a bunch of the the flashback things that they they didn't get done so i think that sometimes they they fuck around with the style bit maybe or they just didn't they just didn't see that you know they just kind of had oh this is how this is how the flashbacks are done so any any memory sequence is done with this
0: yeah it's 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 they have a look book uh you know it's like a style guide it's like this is our plan this is how all our edits need to look and unfortunately it just rather than being like does it make sense for his
1: peaceful memories to also be delivered in the same painful way 'Cause this I um, like the I like what they're doing with his you know, with these painful flashbacks. I think it works for those and I think it works really well and it's smart. But then for the the ones where he's he's not feeling
0: painful and they're good memories, they should try something different there. If it was if it was at the same time, so like at that beginning bit, if they're all kinda of happening at once, I understand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when he's having memories, when he's like throwing a photo into the fireplace and he's, like, all melancholy and happy and he's thinking of them Mm -hmm. dancing in a fucking field or whatever. Mm. It doesn't need to be... (laughs) That just... Yeah, it was a bit much. But I guess if that's my biggest issue with the film, you know, I think it... it, I can forgive that, you know what I mean? Because if anything, it still kind of fits with the overall style of it so it isn't it doesn't it isn't contrary to the style it's just a bit too much you know what i mean yeah like if 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 there were flashbacks like this in yeah the godfather or no country for old men you'd be like what
1: yeah it ruins the movie
0: (laughs) it ruins the fucking movie but this is like this like you know acid noir i don't know acid noir (laughs) got that Acid noir. I don't know. I got that from um, Dead Man. <laughs> this acid noir um, fucking grunge thing. It kind of fits. Like you could. I, I've seen editing like this in music videos from that era. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Yeah. So it's not. It's not completely out of place. But yeah, it was just overdone. Yeah, that's kind of what um, he was going
1: for. Did you know that the crow in the comic isn't a musician?
0: Isn't. Yeah, he's not. What is he in the comics? I think he's just a guy. Just a dude. Wow. Yeah. That's an interesting little thing that they that they added in.
1: Yeah, it works.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay, so I've got the scenes uh, in front of me in which were completed after he died. Yeah. I'll just read them out. The following scenes were completed after <clears throat> Brendan Lee's death. Draven first enters the apartment after digging himself out of the grave. Footage of Lee walking through an alley in the rain was digitally composed into the scene where he was where he walks through the door. Computer technology added drops of water to the door frame to make the water on his back not seem out of place. Interesting. Um, the shot of Dra- uh, Draven falling from the window was made by digitally composing Lee's face. So that the, when he falls out the window, that's a double oh, but just with his okay. face CGI'd on. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Um, scene where Draven puts on his makeup was filmed using a double. The face in the smashed mirror was Lee's. Computer altered to fit the shards. The image of Draven walking towards the window with the crow on his shoulders was, was a double with Lee's face added during lights lightning flashes. And when Sarah visits the apartment, we never see Draven's face as it's a double. Okay, so mm-hmm. I was I, I was right there. Yeah. But um, uh, I I also heard apparently they because of some stunt shit they had a prosthetic face of him made. Oh God. And um, and they were thinking about using it to, like, film some of the stuff after he died. But the actors found it too creepy and broke it. Yeah, cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm glad they did that.
0: Yeah, because that's just weird, you know. Ugh. Too far. Yeah. Again, that's too close I was to having a surprised fucking... at
1: how tasteful this is. And, of course, they had to do one thing. It's too much yeah well
0: they didn't actually use it but no they had the prosthetic face mm-hmm. because of stunt shit you know oh yeah so it wasn't they didn't they didn't end up using it but they were considering because
1: it. the actors were so, like, no
0: that's no that's weird bad. i don't want this on the set this is fucked yeah. um
1: all right i gotta give my final rating
0: yep What's your, what's your final rating for this film? Uh,
1: it's, uh, it's a good film and it's an easy watch. Um, it's better than it deserves to be. Um, I'm giving it an 8 farts out of 10 possible
0: farts. Cool. I, uh, I like this film too. Probably not as much as Dane. Um, I think it's a good example of a film kind of coming together in post. This is a post-heavy film, in my opinion. I think it kind of was constructed later on. Um, But all the ingredients seem to work well enough for the kind of film it is. So, yeah, if my main complaint is that the editing's a bit too... Um, I think it's still an all right. So, yeah, I give it a 7 out of 10 farts. Anyway, thank you for listening. And uh, in the next episode, we'll be talking about the 2016 Megabomb Gods of Egypt. (laughs) Talk then. Bye-bye.
1: Mm-hmm.